0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Thanks for joining Dr. Michael Yusuf for another life-changing episode of Leading the Way. Over the past 18 months, uncertainty has led many into living a life of fear and anxiety and plain old worry. Yet through Christ, peace is available. Today on Leading the Way, Dr. Yusuf introduces you to a handful of lepers living in fearful isolation because of their health and social situation. Yet God uses them to share His supernatural provision to the hurting people of Israel. It's a Bible challenge for you to leverage your hurt to share the good news of Jesus with others. Dr. Yusuf has called his series, It is Supernatural. You'll see how God desires obedience over sacrifice when it comes to following Him. Here's Dr. Yusuf.
1: Back in 2003, when the United States invaded Iraq, One of the government officials said that we are going to drain the swamp of terrorism in the Middle East. Well, we know what happened. But in the past several decades leading the way, has been embarking on a much more effective mission, on a far-reaching mission. And our mission is to free men and women from the brutal dictatorship, not of a man, but of Satan. Amen. To free men and women from the enslavement, not of a system, but of sin. Our mission is not just to give people earthly security, but eternal security of being with Jesus for all of eternity in heaven. Our longing is to give people liberty, not just for a few years, but forever. We desire for people to discover the truth about themselves that they are sinners without Jesus Christ and that they can have eternity with Him in heaven. We endeavor to set the captives free and for the blind to see and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. That's that's what we're about. Listen to me. Having lived under the tyranny of socialist dictatorship the first 19 years of my life. I am daily grateful to be living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. You have to understand that. I'm aware of the fact that you born here, you do not understand the difference. You cannot comprehend the difference. That's very understandable. I am very grateful every single day But I am far more, immensely more grateful for the one who set me free from the tyranny of Satan's deception, who set me free from the oppression and the dominance of sin, who forgave me all of my sins and gave me the assurance of eternal life with Him in heaven. To receive political freedom is absolutely wonderful— But to be given eternal freedom from sins and Satan is immeasurable. To help liberate someone from earthly oppression is absolutely great. But to help someone to be liberated from the eternal judgment that is coming upon the world and maybe sooner than we think is incalculable. And that's what our vision and mission is all about. 2 Kings 6.24, all the way to chapter 7. What I want to do is summarize the incident. I want to give it to you in a narrative. I want to give it to you as a story, so you understand it, you can comprehend it, and then you see how the hand of God working supernaturally. Simply put, Israel had a fence around the city of Samaria. The Syrian army was surrounding that fence, and so people could not go in or out. They cannot go to the farms and farm their land or bring food or go in and out. They were totally surrounded. The king of Syria wanted to kill all the Israelites by starvation. That was the purpose of surrounding it. Life became not just unbearable. In fact, death has become far more better option than life. But through God's man, Elisha, God announced good news to the people of Israel. What is that good news? He said, the day is coming of their liberation. That day is near. The day of their salvation is near. The day of their freedom is near. But as often the case, the skeptics and the cynics, they made fun of the Word of God. They made fun of the prophet of God. They made fun of Elisha's prophecy. It's always the case. You see it all over uh, the place today. The hard-hearted and the arrogant always, always mock the good news. Always mock the good news. So the general of Israel's army, this is not the Arameans, Syrians. no, no. This is the general of Israel's army, the big shot. He made fun of the good news when he heard that announcement. Verse 2 of chapter 7 is God going to open the windows of heaven and send food? To that mockery and insult, Elisha said to the great general, yes, he actually, in a manner of speech, (laughs) he will open the windows of heaven and we're going to see food falling down, (laughs) but you're not going to participate in it. Question, how did God save Israel physically? How did he save them? Well, Here's a use of explanation. God in heaven clicked His fingers. Have you ever heard God clicking His fingers? I sure have. And I've seen miraculous things. You just to be looking for them. You have to live with the expectations. God clicked His fingers. And what happened? Terror and fear came upon the hearts of the Syrian army who were surrounding Israel. <laughs> And man, they ran like jackrabbits. They ran away and they left all of their tents behind. They've been there camping for a long time. They're starving people to death. So they were there with the supplies, with everything else, and all these things. So they ran and they left behind all their stuff. But there was even a bigger problem at that moment in this incident, right after the Arameans fled. Oh. But the people of Israel, inside the walls of the city, they did not know about it. They did not know about it. They still think they are besieged, and the city is surrounded. They had no idea that they already ran back like jackrabbits. They were inside a prison in a figure of speech. They were cowering in fear and terror, mentally and literally even though the enemy had already ran away, leaving everything behind. The Israelites were living in misery and in oppression. And in reality, the enemy's power has been broken. The Israelites were living in a siege mentality, while in reality, there is not a single enemy soldier on the other side of that fence. Ah, but they did not know it. They did not know it. They did not know it. Beloved, listen to me. This is exactly what's happening today with so many people. They're living in fear. They're living in terror. They're living in anxiety. They're living in worry. While in reality, the enemy's teeth has been knocked out on the cross of Jesus Christ. When Christ was lifted on that cross... The siege of Satan's power has been lifted. And yet millions of people today don't know it. 2,000 years ago, God rendered sin and death to be powerless over the believer. And yet billions of people don't know this good news. 2,000 years ago on the cross, God offered a way of escape from the judgment that is coming upon the world. And yet billions of people are yet to know. The good news that Jesus saves. Back to Israel's siege. The siege was over. It was over. But the good news had not reached them yet. How in the world would God communicate to his people this good news? I'm glad you asked, because I can't wait to tell you. I really am anxious to tell you. In 2 King chapter 7, verse 3, it tells us there were four lepers. Did you hear that? Lepers. Four lepers. On the outside of the city camp, the outside of the city wall. Why? Because lepers were not allowed to live inside the city walls. They had to be isolated on the outside of the city walls, outside of the community, of all people, of all people, God chooses four lepers to communicate the good news. Can you see God's sense of humor? Well, if you don't, you just don't have sense of humor yourself. I do. There are many times I've been reading the Bible and I laugh. I say, Lord, it's amazing. You're amazing. God used the most unlikely people to help save the nation of Israel. Now you have to understand, back then, the lepers were excluded from the rest of the community. Lepers were repugnant to a Jew. Uh, Lepers lived lives that are really like living death. Why? Because back then, they associated leprosy with sin. That's why. And that is why only Jesus, (laughs) only Jesus… The sinless Son of God could touch a leper. Not just come close to him, but touch him. Nobody else could. The sin bearer can touch lepers and heal them. Only Jesus, the Redeemer, the sin bearer, can make the phallus clean. Make no mistake about it. As far as God was concerned, you and I were born as spiritual lepers. You and I were living spiritual lepers. You and I were isolated from God. You and I were at enmity with God. Oh, I'm getting ready to shout because I know what I'm going to say. (laughs) Because one day, glory to God, one day, Jesus touched me, and He touched you. One day, Jesus, my sin bearer, reached down and healed me and healed my spiritual leprosy. One day, Jesus, my sin-bearer, touched me, and He set me free from sin and death. One day, Jesus, the sin-bearer, touched me and told me that He loved me. One day, the sin-bearer touched me and told me that I'm no longer a slave to sin. One day, Jesus, the sin-bearer, touched me and told me, today you are my son. And I know He did this to all of you. One day, Jesus, the sin bearer, touched me, and He bound my broken heart. One day, Jesus, the sin bearer, touched me, and He told me that His Father, from now on, looks at me through the prism of Jesus, and therefore He sees me as if I have never sinned. You want to give glory to God? Oh, but millions of people still don't know. They still don't know. And this is where you and I come in. Just as somebody told you the good news of the gospel, you need to tell everybody the news of the gospel. Back to the scene outside of the city wall. Four lepers. They were between the rock and the hard place. Here's a Yusuf explanation. They said to themselves, you flip a coin, heads you lose, tails you lose. That's basically, that's, I know I'm putting it in the vernacular, but that's really what they were saying to each other. If we stay isolated, we're going to be starved to death. If we go inside the city, they'll kill us. We go to the, the Syrians, they might kill us, but Who knows? They might have mercy on us. Let's go to the Syrians. And so, these four lepers, they were kicked out of the city, residing in the leper's community. Venture out. And they went out. I can only imagine they would be tippy-toeing, tippy-toeing, they didn't expect the Syrians to be ran away. I mean, they were tippy and they were going in from tent to tent to tent to tent to tent. And they got to the first tent, they pulled the flap, no Syrians. Woo! All they could find is kebabs, tabbouleh, falafel, and pita bread. Man, if you're starving to death, what do you do? You stuff your face, right? they just ate and ate, And they said, let's go. Maybe this is just a trick. Maybe this is just a trap. So they got to the second tent. pull the flap. Wow. Hard currencies. <laughs> it's hard to come by, particularly at that time. Hard currencies. Well, this might be a trick, too. Let's go to the third. They got in the third tent. They opened the flap. And there were stocks and bonds on the Damascus Stock Exchange. <laughs> It was piled up high. My goodness gracious. They have to go there to cash it, though. <laughs> so they go to the fourth tent. To their surprise, no Syrians. All they see, gold and silver. Listen, how people buying gold and silver for security. God bless them. But listen, <laughs> this was gold is like dust. Gold and silver. And more kebabs. <laughs> so they stuffed their face again until they got bloated. They were so full they couldn't walk. They started taking a nap, and they were probably popping in some Syrian malax and and, and bismol <laughs> trying to digest this heavy food. But they couldn't sleep. They couldn't sleep. Something was bothering them. Something is wrong with this picture. Something is convicting them. Someone is convicting them these four lepers looked at each other and they said, what we're doing is wrong. We're not doing right. We are feeding our faces while the rest of the people are in a state of starvation. We are gorging ourselves and others have never heard the good news. We are so blessed with abundance and millions Do not have a near neighbor to tell them that Jesus saves. Look at verse 9, 2 Kings 7, 9. They said to one another, we are not doing right. This is a day of good news. We cannot keep it to ourselves. I want you to think with me. Please think with me for a moment. These were lepers. They would have had every excuse in the book not to share the good news. They could have said to themselves, why should we share the good news with them? These people, they hate us. Why should we share the good news with them? These folks threw us out of the city wall. Why should we share the good news with them? They have rejected us. Why should we share the good news with them? They don't deserve it. I got news for you. I did not deserve it. You did not deserve it. But God's grace gave it to you anyway. <laughs> Amen. Back in the 60s, when I escaped from the country of my birth with the clothes on my back, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with that part of the world. My wife would testify. That was the absolute truth. Wanted nothing to do with it. But the love of Christ compelled me. The love of Christ motivated me. The love of Christ induced me. The love of Christ prompted me. And I look back on these four lepers like most Christians in the West. They could have had some rationale as to why they don't need to share that good news. They really could, and they could have rationalized it in their minds. Oh, they could have said to themselves, and now you understand that I've been listening to people, what we need to do first is to get a course on (laughs) self-esteem. After all, we need it, right? We need it. If anybody needs a course on self-esteem, we do. What we need to do first is to go through a program of how to handle rejection. <laughs> we're going to be rejected, so we need to go through a course on handling rejection. Because we're going to face it. What we need to do first is to go to a seminar. That word drives me nuts. <laughs> on how to handle difficult relationships because we're going to face it. Oh, what we need to do first is to get a class on how to eat Syrian food (laughs) without putting on weight. (laughs) And then we can go and tell the good news. What we need is a course to learn how to articulate and how to communicate the message so we do it effectively. No, my beloved friends, no, 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 absolutely not. We are not doing right. Let's go and tell the good news. Now, the rest of the story. What happened to our friend, the general of Israel, army, the man who mocked Elisha and the prophet of God, who scoffed? the Word of God, when people heard the good news, they were beyond ecstatic. They ran outside of the city walls, and it was a stampede, and he was trampled underfoot. He saw it with his eyes, just as the Word of God said, but he did not participate in it. Listen, I'm grateful to belong to a church that take the gospel to three .9 billion people in 26 of the most spoken languages of the world. I'm grateful for that. But wouldn't it be the irony of all ironies that we taking the gospel to the ends of the earth and somebody here have never really received the gift of salvation and eternal life? Wouldn't it be the irony of all ironies that we're taking the gospel to the ends of the earth, somebody at the sound of my voice. So I've never committed my life to Christ. I've never confessed my sins and received His forgiveness that He paid the, my wages and the wages of my sin on the cross of Christ. Whatever you are, you can simply pray, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. I receive you as my only Savior. Oh, but for the believers, the vast majority of you, so many of you have been sitting in the seats of salvation for decades. I want you to pray. Lord, help me. Help me. To tell the good news to everyone who listened.
0: You're listening to Leading the Way, and a pointed challenge from Dr. Michael Yusuf to share the good news. It's part of his message series, It Is Supernatural. Did you miss part of this episode or want to share additional content from Dr. Yusuf with friends and family? Well, start at ltw.org. Stream audio and video on demand there. Or get details about Leading the Way's app for listening and watching on your mobile devices, ltw.org. Leading the Way is here today thanks to friends around the world. Do join us again next time for another edition, won't you? Learn more at ltw.org.